Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the RMTV Women's Podcast. This is episode 106. Today, me and Amy are here to run you through all of the latest information going on in women's football. Um, how are we on this lovely Wednesday? All good, all good. I just can't, like, whenever you say, like, the next number of podcasts, I can't believe it's, like, the next one already. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel that long ago since it was our 100, and now it's, like, 106. That was six weeks ago. Yeah, so. I was just to say, six weeks is, like, a long time. But then, yeah. also, it doesn't feel like we did it that long ago. No, it's strange. It's It's quite scary how fast, like, life's going by at the moment with not actually feeling like I'm achieving that much but (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's in November in two weeks (laughs) literally like you've literally got like what like 10 weeks of the of the year left it's something like just over 70 days till Christmas crazy Christmas this year what's the point no you can't do anything it's the only thing I've got to look forward to. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you might be able to have family in your house. <laughs> yeah, probably not at this rate. <laughs> but I never, yeah, I know it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see. Like, for I mean, for I you. bought my, uh, I bought my first Christmas present the other day. Ooh. They arrived, and I was like, yeah, well, excited. There was, uh, yeah, yeah, there was Christmas songs in work yesterday. I was like, no, it's too early. No, I can't no. wait to. Put Elton John stuff into Christmas on repeat <laughs> all of December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine you just just sitting there like just bopping your head to it while you're working. Absolutely love it. It's like Alexa, play Christmas songs. <laughs> Hope she's not hurt. Oh, she's hurt me. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> oh no! It's Alexa. <laughs> oh God. Alexa! Alexa! <laughs> well, that was a dramatic start to the podcast. That was, that was something we didn't expect. <laughs> um, let's get into it then, women's yes. football wise. So, um, I think the big talking point for this week's podcast and as a whole for um, on women's football this week has been that the Football Association has unveiled its ambition, ambitious new women's and girls football strategy. Um, so they released this on Monday. Um, so this, this strategy will see football embedded for girls in schools as part of the PE curriculum 
and then after school sessions setting the target that 90% of schools both primary and secondary in England are to become part of the FA Girls Football Schools Partnership Network. Um, that's like that's really positive that the that it be it has to be included in um, P curriculum now in 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 all schools across England. And I don't know, I'm not sure what it was like for you when you were in school or whatnot. But for me, um, in primary, I, w- I went to obviously a mixed primary school, and then I went to an all girls secondary school. In primary, it was just it was just something that you did. You just change up your different PE lessons every week, and sometimes you do football, sometimes you do tennis, sometimes you do something completely different. Um, I always remember playing it in primary school. I played it at like a lunchtime and a break time as well. Um, obviously, when you get to secondary, you don't have sometimes you do you don't have the luxury of that. I think I think the first time I played football as part of a PE lesson in primary. I could be really wrong because my memory is terrible, but I think it was like year nine, year eight, year nine. Um, but we did have a girls football team, which I was a part of from year seven. Yeah. It wasn't something that wasn't there, if you get me. It was always involved. I, I have vivid memories going through school, playing football and football being an option. It might not be in the yeah. best option, but it was an option for me. Was it the same for you? Yeah, it was. Um, I think my this the my I quite it's a strange story because most of my primary and primary school life was in the UK, and then most of my secondary school life was out of the UK. So it's kind of it's difficult. Uh, but in like primary school years, um, I I I think that it's it's like a rotation, isn't it? You start off with maybe six weeks of football, then you do six weeks yeah. of I don't know netball or six weeks of rounders, things like that. So it's like a rotation. But I can always remember football being included. But the the, the issue that I had is that I was at a school where it was mixed as well, but most of the girls that I were friends with just didn't weren't interested in football so it would always be me and like 10 other boys but I was sort of accepted into that sort of playtime sort of group where like yeah like Amy's gonna play was it wasn't like oh we can't play with like the girls it was like oh Amy's actually quite good we're gonna let her play with us sort of thing so I was quite lucky in that sense and then even alongside that I always had the option of the girls team that I the, the the boys and then girls team that I was in yeah so I always had football somewhere but I think my stem of playing football didn't come from a curriculum it came from um like the family that I'm in like my dad has always played football my brother played football so it's just sort of like it wasn't ever a choice it was just something that I just wanted to do to be a part of like not just family life but other things as well but it, it other families might not be like that other other families like other parents might not be as interested in football and and people might not then have the same route as what I did but at least with this new this new sort of strategy um it at least gives them that that option to then decide for themselves and and then gives them a new a new sort of lead if they want to take it so it's 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 really promising and I think they're setting a target to boost 90% is just is ambitious but I think it's completely doable yeah 
I think, and I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there of like, if, if it's offered to people in schools, it might spark an interest to those people who don't have the opportunity outside, like you said, if, if family don't, if don't get themselves involved in football, don't make it an option yeah. for, for kids. It's nice that when they're going to schools, they know it's an option and it's just part of the norm. It's not a, it's not a gender-based thing. It's not like, well, the boys are playing football, it's then you're going to go and play netball. The, the girls are going to go and play netball because, you know, Sometimes yeah. it is like that. Um, I think the the most the most difficult age group isn't actually primary school. No. I think the 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 age group which is the most vital is going into secondary school. Like the girls become uninterested. It's, it is a stereotype. They become uninterested. They, even some things like they don't want to. They forget their PE kit forget their PE year and not end up doing any form of sport. Like that's the thing. Um, it's that it's the age where they suddenly decide they prefer to do other things than sport in general. Yeah. So I think that's like the key area yeah. that needs to be pushed on. Cause I remember going into secondary school, I still wanted to play. I, I didn't care. Like I was like, I'm going to play football no matter what. Cause it was sort of like just a part of who I was. But then as, as like the years go on, some of the girls that I played football with for their team outside stopped coming to training, like, as they got into secondary school, like, even something stupid as, like, boys started becoming more interesting, things like that, girls just kind of lose it, so, um, that's, that's the key area for me, as as well as starting it from a young age, that's definitely the the area that needs the most help. Yeah, no, I completely agree, you're exactly right with that, like, especially, like, as an all-girls school, that was a technology college. That was also a very religious school. Yeah. Sport was the last thing on people's agenda to be able to go and, and especially football. Like we had we had like RP lessons for like six weeks was trampoline and once. Like how was that? Like how like that didn't for an hour for to try and mix a class of 30 girls for an hour a week, or maybe like, I don't know, two, two or three hours a week. Like that to me wasn't part, wasn't, wasn't a P lesson for me. I just, I just wouldn't get involved in that. Cause I'd be like, well, what's the point type of thing. Yeah. Whereas like if a teacher came out and was like, we're going to play rounders, we're going to play football, we're going to play netball, we're going to do this. That was actually a sport. You're more interested. If it's not an interesting lesson, people aren't going to be, involved yeah. and yet like you said like as girls just get older obviously you you discover what you what you like more but if it, but yeah. if girls aren't given the option of football in schools they're not going to discover that they like it because they're not going to know about it so yeah it's, it's a really it's a really good thing and I'm glad that's part of the curriculum and it's like it's something yeah. that is being implemented into every single school because you know it, it should be really I think teachers play a massive role in it as well. Yeah. I think I when I was when I was when I was living abroad, I think the main thing that sort of kept me in sport as, uh, as well as like self like wanting to do it as well was the the PE teacher that I had. Oh, he was honestly the best PE teacher I've ever had. Um and he probably always will be, but it was he was someone that just motivated me to be better at everything and really stick it regardless of whether I was the only girl that wanted to do it or regardless of whether I was good at it or not it was someone there to completely motivate you to carry on and it 
it has to be something that you look forward to doing. Like I can always look forward to doing PE, like whether that would be football, netball, whatever it was, it was something that I'd always look forward to. And I think if we can sort of have a method that installs that in a lot of girls, regardless of football or not football, to keep them involved in sport, yeah. it'll be it'll be incredible. But I definitely think teachers have a massive role and, and not just teachers, but coaches in general have a, a massive role on, on keeping people involved with it. Yeah, that that's like crucial for me as well because I wouldn't have played football if it wasn't for my year one teacher who um, we've obviously both played for Liverpool Feds. Um, my year one teacher was a, was a coach at Liverpool Feds. So obviously I was playing one and time with the boys and she just saw... And I was like, oh, would you like to come and like get like be involved in the session? So I went, and I was really shy. So I was like, I remember going and not getting involved because I was like, I don't know anyone. So like, I was ended up like playing with my dad at the side, and she was like, I'll just come back if you want to next week. And I I, I went back, and I'm happy that I went back because otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it. But I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have known about that team if it wasn't for her. Yeah. So like. That, that's a really good point that you make that obviously it's, it's teachers and coaches as well like if if someone doesn't give you the opportunity then you're not gonna you're not gonna take it basically so no. yeah it's important yeah. it's important that you know that you've got someone there who can who can sort of guide you into that um, yeah but the strategy strategy also outlined the fa's eight transformational object planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So to be achieved by 2024, and it's interesting. Obviously, they've got like the development path for like the get for like young girls that we've just spoken about, and then there's a list of others. But then you get to England, and it just says win a major tournament, <laughs> and it's like there's no other option for them. By 2024, it is win a major tournament. And, you know, you've obviously got the Olympics, you've got the Euros, and then you've got a World Cup, in, you know, before 2024. Like, I think, I, I will say that I think the Euros is our best opportunity, yeah. just simply because you've got, like, an extra year now to sort of mould your squad into what you want it to be. 
but then also because it's in England, it's that actual little bit of like fire in your belly type of thing because you want to perform well on home soil. Yeah, I agree. I think I seen a, I saw a quote on on social media from Sue Baroness Campbell. I think her name is or Baroness Sue Campbell. That's I was going to say one. Sue Baroness Campbell. <laughs> what a middle name that would be. Um, and uh, she said it would be a failure if if or something along those lines if England yeah. were to win it would be a sign of it, it would be a failure if if they if they don't win something um I think that's pretty much fair to say I think there's been a lot of money invested in the women's England team over the last few years and you want to see something come from that yeah it's always been like oh we've got like far but we've not like crossed the line do you know yeah. what I mean so I think that that's kind of understandable and I think it would do lots for the country as well. Even we finished third or no, no, we finished fourth in the um, finished fourth in the last in the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. And look how much like that did for it. So if we can finish top and have that to sort of use as like a strap line to promote like the game and in, in like future years to come, I think it would be really good. Yeah. So I think it's nice that they've I mean it's a strong thing to say we'll win a major tournament, but I think it's doable and, and yeah. it'll it'll prove to be super advantageous in the future for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's something that, that needs to happen now. I think like like you said, we've just we've all we've always just been short of of the of the trophy or of top spot or something. Yeah. Um you've always just been pipped to it by someone else. And I think because a lot of the other nations now have really improved. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Netherlands have come on the scene in the last couple of years. Spain are now up and coming. Germany are such a good, good side. Obviously, the USA have, have always been up there. You know, it it gets harder every year. So if you're not, if you're not winning or being in the top spot of those major tournaments now, it's just going to get more difficult as as the years go on. So I think it's really important that. Like, like they've said by 2024 to win a major tournament I think that'd just be amazing for, for women's football and like just girls getting involved in sport in general in in the in England I think yeah for sure I like how they outlined refereeing as well yeah so I was just any, yeah anyone who isn't around women's football knows that although the quality isn't awful I think it could be a lot better and I just think that's to do with like pathways from a young age to actually get into refereeing yeah so obviously that's something that they've highlighted which is which is great because to be honest with you even the men's at the moment obviously with all the controversy that happened with the the most side I'll be that obviously probably a lot of you watching will have seen as well yeah I think they even struggle in the men's game so I think as a whole regardless of gender refereeing needs to step up a little bit so hopefully that's a goal that they can achieve yeah, and also coaching as well. Just getting more female coaches involved in the sport yeah. as well. It's just it's just really nice that that's also like highlighted as as a um, as something that they want to improve. So yeah, like I think overall the the, the strategy in general looks good. It yeah. looks it looks something that's positive, and I, I I honestly think that you know it, all of those those things can work. We'll we'll leave a link in the description. If I remember, and I always forget. I I, remember, I always go, I'll leave a link to this, and I just never do. Um, but it's also like on our social media as well. Like you can go and read about the full strategy yourself, and then um, yeah, give us all your opinions in the comments below. Um, speaking of major tournaments, um, the Women's World Cup, Germany, Belgium, and the Netherlands, 
um, bid to host the 2027 Women's World Cup. Um, so the three countries have said they have presented plans to world governing body FIFA and will draft further details such as the host cities in the coming months. Uh, Germany have already hosted the World Cup, obviously the Netherlands hosted the 2017 Euros, but Belgium are yet to host the women's major tournament. Um, obviously all those those three countries are in very close vicinity to each other. So I think it would be really good if, if especially if it's split between the three of them as well. It gives it, not like that's more of an incentive, but like Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. It's night it's it's it is more of an incentive for some people to be able to go to three different countries rather than just the one. Yeah, um I agree. I think like from our point of view as well, it's travel distance is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also like hopefully we're out of COVID by this point. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm I think they have all the facilities that are necessary to make it a successful event. Um to be honest with you, when it comes to things like this, I'm kind of happy with being anywhere. I just I'm I'm not like set on it being like obviously if England was in the mix you'd kind of want it to be them but obviously yeah. we've got the Euros haven't we so that would be that would be good that would be just as good, um, but I I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with them I think it's a good idea for those three to pull together so you've got quite a large span of locations but not too far of a distance away yeah. from each other as you said so I think it'll be I think it'll be great um, that would I don't know when it gets announced. No, I'm not sure, yeah. Um, It'll be wild. Yeah. I mean, 2027 is a long time away. (laughs) Yeah, seven years, you know what I mean? Obviously, you've got, like, Australia, New Zealand hosting the 2023 one, so... We'll be 28 years old. (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't need to discuss that. That's only seven years away. I know. We need to get our life together, Amy. God. <laughs> need to get out of loving Corona. I know. I know. But yeah, like you said, um, yeah, you never, for me personally, never really fussed about where tournaments are held, just as long as, as you know, England are there and, and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. it'd be it'd be good if those two, those two countries can um, can get it going. But obviously, there'll be other places bidding for that that spot as well so um yeah it'd be interesting to see how that plays out um just quickly wsl stuff over the weekend the huge talking point and we have to we have to take a moment to talk about it is is me the mar breaking the um the goal scoring record in the wsl um she now has 52 goals um i think the record was 49 from, from yeah. Kita Paris, she had four. I think it was forty nine in one hundred and ten games, um, and Miedemar broke that and got fifty two against Spurs as well. Of all people, I think that that would have made it just that little bit sweeter for mm. the Arsenal fans. It was a big win as well. I think it was six one, wasn't it? So, listen, this wow. she's just on another level, really, isn't she? Like she's been on another level for a while, and I think we've all known it. And then she yeah. does something like this again, and you think, when, when is she gonna stop? I think she's only like twenty, twenty three, twenty four. She's still only really yeah, young. She's only twenty two, isn't she? Is she? Like, yeah, yeah, she's so young and just breaking records left, right, and centre. Just you wonder how much longer it can go on for. But I can see it going on for 
years and years for, for the rest of her career, really. She, yeah, she has to be one of the best that, that, that there's been. And I know that's, that's probably a bit of a strong statement, but she has to be. I just, I, I don't, I just think she arrives in, in big games, small games, European games for a national country, everything like that. She yeah. broke a record with Netherlands over the this, over the uh, last oh, World Cup. Didn't she scored, wasn't she? Yeah. So it it is it's relentless, and and you're right. Like I can't see any like it it's slowing down at any point soon, and nor would I want it to because I think when we spoke to her, we spoke to her once. I think the only time we've ever met her, and she was literally like a meter away from me. I was like, oh, yeah. um, and like to say she's so young, she kind of speaks really like eloquently and really well um and yeah I just think she's got everything about her she's got assists she's got goals she's got the work rate yeah you run out of words to describe her and I think we've actually fell a bit short of giving her the recognition she deserves over like recently for sure yeah um but I mean it's it is literally the 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 medium of show week in week out um and hopefully she she keeps up doesn't get injured and sets the record super high for someone next to beat. So yeah. there's a big well, season ahead. So That's it. And also 52 goals in 50 games. She's like, half like the games. Like that is a madness. I think I, I could be wrong the way I, I can't really remember it, but I seen a tweet today and I think she averages like a goal or two goals every 87 minutes. And like that's just ridiculous. Like, you know, if, if a striker gets... 15 goals a season, you're thinking, oh, decent, decent performance. Oh. But she can get 15 goals in, like, 10 games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or a game, depending on, yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Exactly. But, yeah, she gets she gets her tally so high each year. And then she scores, like, four in a match and she still doesn't look happy about it. And you're like, can I have a smile? Come on. You just, like... It's the no celebration celebration. Yeah. That's what it is. That's just the way she is, yeah. 
something that's really cool as well is that you throw that into the mix with the men's as well. It's up there. It's up there the same yeah. level as men's. So if, if anyone needs a comparison, there you go. There is one significant one because what the men's score about the same amount in a season, don't they? And, and Miedemar matched that. I'm pretty sure she matched the likes of Mane last season and, and the top top forwards in the in the Premier League. So if you ever need a comparison, there's one there for you and, and to be honest throw her in against some of the men and I'm pretty sure she'd score as well so yeah it's just phenomenal and I, I said long may it continue yeah Ellen White, Ellen White was probably um probably few and the weekend I think she gave away a pen didn't she and then she's only two off I want to say yeah. or she, like three off so like it was a it was going to be all will me tomorrow break it or will Ellen White get like a goal or two and like sort of make it interesting but Instead, Ellen White gave a penalty away, I think, for handball, and me and Mar went and scored, like, three, or, yeah, three or four. It was just, like, yeah, she was a bit fearing. But I think Ellen White still got, like, a, a, a good couple of years oh, left yeah. in it as well. So there's yeah. no doubt that she's going to still be very close behind. Um, she'll, she, she'll probably break Nikita Paris as one, which is which is a given. Um, yeah. still, she'll still be very close to me and Mar, so it's just nice that you've got We've sort of got that battle as well between between two strikers in in the league, which makes yeah. it interesting. Oh, it does, yeah. Keep keeps everyone on their toes and the fans like up against each other, a bit of a rivalry going. So it, it's great to commemorate yeah. those players, and there's, there's there's loads more close behind them as well. It's just yeah. the standards really good, but then. On one hand, you can say like the standard of individual players is like amazing, but then I remember there was an article that went out the other week that is is it that the standard of the league is good or is it the standard of individual players that's good? Because yeah. if you see the score lines of like six goals and allowing Miedemar to get that many goals in a game, is that a, is that a representation of the league being really strong or is it like individual characters that are being really strong? And I think that's where the lines are sort of blurred. Yeah, I think that's a good point because obviously we've spoken about on here as well, like when the likes of Heath and Press and Morgan and like loads of the Aussies came over and all of they all went to different teams across the league. They weren't just going to the one place and you're... you're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, the, the whole league's improved in general. But then you do look at it and you think, well, Tottenham have got an array of players, like really solid players, and yet they got beat by Arsenal 6-1. Yeah, so you have to think, don't you? Yeah, it, it is an interesting point. It's probably a point that you could probably talk a whole entire podcast about. Um, mm-hmm. we, could, we could go in depth on it here, but we wouldn't want to. I think we've already been going. Let us know if you want to hear yeah, if you want it, if you want us to do do a discussion on that, let us know. Um, but yeah, that's the that's everything on the agenda sorted. I think we had a really good conversation there. I enjoyed that one. Um, it's nice to have a few interesting topics and us trying to like scour the internet for like things that like yeah. we 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 can talk about. But and it's international breaks. So there's not much yeah. footy going on at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for watching. Remember to like the video, comment, subscribe to our channel. Hello to everyone listening on Acast, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> I'm glad I can bring that back because we couldn't upload on Acast for so long. There's just, oh, yeah. there's just so, some issues that just wouldn't let us upload. Acast does for a period of time. Yeah, it was definitely an easy fix, but we're just not that knowledgeable. 
So finally fixed it last week or the week before. So um, if, if you are listening on Acast, oh law. Hi. Welcome back. Hope you, hope the viewers are still there. If not, I was about to wave, but realised that they wouldn't be able to. Hear us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you very much for watching. Remember to like the video, comment, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you all next time with a new podcast. Bye. Bye.